Hello, and welcome to The Writing Forge, where we discuss tips and tricks for honing your writing. I'm Bonnie. I'm Miranda. And we're your hosts. Let's Let's get get into it. And today we're going to be talking with our guest, Rod Martinez, about graphic novels. Welcome, Rod. Uh, Thank you for having me. Um, But first, we'll let you um, introduce yourself a little bit and just you know, tell us your, your writing journey. Um, okay. Um, I, uh, started off writing short stories back in high school, but, uh, I tell people, I go to schools all the time and talk to kids about writing. So one of my favorite stories to tell is that my son and I, he was in sixth grade, he was watching the Goonies and he said, dad, you got to write a story like that about me and my friends. But here in Tampa, I'm like, sure. Challenge taken. Okay. So I wrote this little <laughs> short story that after he and his friends and their parents and the teachers in the school, because it was about the kids in the school and the school and the last school librarian all read it, they kept telling me, you got to keep this story going, keep it going. I'm like, no, it's just a little story for my son. <laughs> They're like, no, no, you got to keep it going, keep it going. Okay. So I kept, so I went from 20 pages to 40 to 80 to turn into my first full length novel that I never thought I'd have the patience to do. And after that, they kept pushing me to try to get it published and it became my first published book. So I was like, okay, I think I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. So that's why I'm here. That, that got me started. And I wanted to really quick mention, because um, you guys, I'm going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about graphic novels and stuff. And I grew up on comic books, mm-hmm. like most kids my age did back in the day. And the Florida mm-hmm. Writers Conference, um, I was slated to speak there last year. Of course, COVID cut that off. But they asked me, hey, could you do a presentation on graphic novels? I'm like, sure. So I... I wrote it all up, got it all ready to go, and then to find out, hey, sorry, we aren't doing it this year. Thanks. Okay. So, <laughs> Bummer. That's why I'm here. But you have it ready oh, to go. Oh, it's ready to go, yeah. <laughs> so um, was your first book a graphic novel, or is that a later? No, later my ones? first book was actually just a middle grade chapter book. It was just a, yeah, okay. fiction for kids to enjoy. I, I like, I tell the kids, I grew up on Marvel Comics and Twilight Zone. So my stories always have some kind of weird twilight zone bent to it but it's also action and adventure stuff the kids just totally get into so and i just i'm stuck on middle grade now i just can't stop writing it (laughs) so then you've done both you've done writing i I don't even know what do we call a not graphic novel a not graphic novel a A traditional novel a traditional there you go that works is there terminology okay so so how is writing for graphic novels different than writing for traditional novels um as anyone who is going to try to do it will find out, it isn't as easy as sitting down and just writing a novel. Um, you have to think mm-hmm. in the mindset of a director at a play. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll segue into this. I, one of my favorite shows that I always watched all the time was Cheers. Back when it was on TV still, that's how old I am. So I used to love the <laughs> show. And one day I just told myself, you know what? I bet I could write a script for this show. I bet I could write, you know, so I sat down. I got some books on how to write scripts, you know, and I did it and I wrote it and I finished it and I was proud of it. And I gave it to a couple of friends of mine that really loved the show. And they, they were pushing me, you got to get this thing in there, dude, this is funny, you know, but you know, I, they were, that was our last year on the air and I don't even know how to go there, but that was my introduction <laughs> on how to write script. And you have to think outside of when we're writing descriptive fiction, the way we do it, you're pretty much telling the reader where, you know, where you are and everything. But when you're writing for a comic book or a graphic novel, you have to tell the artist what you're writing. The artist has to see what you're seeing. You have to tell them what angle, like, you know, or is this 
is this panel looking in through the window? Is this panel a silhouette? This panel is like a bird's eye view. You have to learn all the all the terms that they use, and it's it's. So you're basically storyboarding. It's a storyboard, and it's it's a struggle for writers, um, but it's doable. I mean, if I could do it, anybody could do it because I I grew up on comics. I know how they look, but then trying to write one was a totally different thing. So how much? Um... Like, because I know, like, when you write a script, like, for a TV show or something, you don't want to put in too much um, of the, you know, the exactly what the characters do right. or exactly how the camera angle goes because you leave that to the director and the actors right. to figure out. So how how does that come in, in a graphic novel? In a graphic novel? novel, you're doing the same thing, but the only the only pers- other person you're dealing with is an artist. And it's one thing mm-hmm. for you to write something and have a vision of what you think this page should look like. It's a totally different thing if I hand it to you and you're an artist and you read it and you go, oh, I know how to do this. And then I look at it, it's like, no, that is not what I was talking about. Redo it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you suck. Right. So you don't want to do that. But I mean, you, you no. have to. Um, they should know exactly how you see it. And I mean, I can I can tell you another like I do. I have a graphic novel that I've published. But I used to draw a lot, so I cheated. I actually <laughs> thumbnailed in pencil the entire graphic novel. And it was just a quick sketch, stick figures type stuff, just so he could know this is where it's standing, the camera's seeing it from here, you know, and that kind of thing. But not everyone's going to take the time because that, that took a while to do. And not every writer's going to want to sit down and try to sketch stuff. So writing is your, is your superpower. And use that superpower so that this next guy, the artist, next guy or girl who's drawing it, will see what you see. And that's the most important thing is that your vision is translated to them through your words. Okay. So um, I had a question. How is your graphic novel, who did it, you publish it through or did you self-publish um, no, it? Thank you for asking that question. <laughs> I, I was so excited when I wrote it because my best friend and I were talking one day years ago. I was like, hey, if you had a superpower, what would it be? I said, I'd want to be... I want to fly. And he said, I want to be like Superman. And his brother's like, I want to be like this martial arts superhero with magic. And so, you know, we talked about it and I came up with the concept for this, the Gleamer three, the, the comic book and with the superpowers and everything. And I got it done. And I, I was just so impatient. I said, I'm going to find an artist. And I went through fiverr.com. I found an artist, paid him per page. And he drew it exactly the way I wanted it. And when it was done, I was like, I want this thing published. This is an awesome comic book, right? So as I thought about doing that, I also reached out to some companies and I, I was gonna, I wanted to look it up before I started this. So I just didn't have time to do it. I want to say it was Image Comics, but one of the comic book companies actually accepted it. They were ready to publish it. And I had just finished self-publishing it. I was, because oh, I was that no. impatient and it was already out there at ISBN and everything. I'm like, oh no. So, yeah, that's one of the things that Curses I tell people, Batman. patience, grasshopper, you know, because we're writers. We, we know it, we want people to read it. We want to push it out there. So I self-published it. But, you know, next time I will just, I will wait. Because <laughs> that's one of the things I was thinking is I know that, I, I don't know how it plays out with graphic novels exactly, but I know like for children's books or or just for your cover, if you're traditionally publishing, you don't often get that much of a say in how the art turns out like you can you can come up with suggestions and you can do like a, a, a basic yes or no or here are some things I'd like to see changed but I don't know if you have as much control as um, you know as, as if you're self-publishing and you can tell them to do whatever right. you want um, yeah true with um with yeah. novels I've had the issue because I, I have this other quirk when I finish a novel I have to design the cover 
right? Even if it's just a sketch model of what I think it should look like, I think this matches the book, right? So normally when a publisher picks it up, my fight has always been, hey, I know you're a publisher and I know you have last say, but I have a really cool cover. You want to see it? You know, and then either they yes or no. Most of the time they go, oh, that's an awesome cover. Tell the artist to give it, to sign our contract and, and we'll use that cover. Comic books, oh, you nice. know, it's different. Comic books, it's, if you're just a writer and you're with a company like Image Comics or someone or anybody else, they're going to sign the artist. But if you're self-publishing or you have a really good idea and you find an artist, then you're going to have to hope that if you do go somewhere, they will accept that art. But like you said, it's true. Right. They're very particular about artwork and they have the last say. Because I think sometimes people are like, well, I need to figure out all the art before I go to a publisher. And, and that's definitely not always or even often right. the case. I true. think it depends on on the publisher and, and your goal and whatnot. That's true. So on the technical side, how do you how do you go about writing the graphic novel? So I know you said that you basically kind of paneled it or at least did like a rough sketch of everything yourself. Um, for someone with zero artistic <laughs> ability, uh, if I wanted even stick figures, they're bad. Uh, if I wanted to <laughs> if if I wanted to go about uh, writing for a comic book, but wanted, had a vision, but wanted like nothing to do with trying to like, do you try to lay out the page? I guess is what I'm asking. Do you like try to lay out the page, try to lay out panels, or do you just write a script and make sure there's lots of descriptors for the artist? Like, how do you format no, that? No, yeah. The, the pre-formatting before it is nothing like in prose, like we do it. Um, I normally you come in knowing that if like if you're doing a comic book, you're going to have this many pages, maybe 32 pages. If you're going to do a graphic novel, you might have 80 pages and 80 pages. You wouldn't they the rule, the unwritten rule is at least six panels per page. So you already, you know, page okay. one, six panels, you know, you know, panel one, you know, the, the spaceship is falling out of the sky, you know, and then you write, you know, and then just the next panel two, you tell them like someone's looking out the window. Oh, what is that? You know? in panel three and you just kind of go and you have to you have to script it that way you have to if you're going to write you're writing from scratch those of us who are prose um, authors and you're writing from scratch for a script you you pretty much have to cut it down to to per panel per page and just fill the action in and just give really good description of it I mean, you can even, I mean, a lot of times they have like character descriptions before that. So, you know, like the artist or you or someone will draw who this guy looks like. What kind of hair does he have? How tall is he? You know, what does he like to eat? You know, like we do with fiction. And so that you have a pretty good idea who this person is. Like everyone knows everything about Superman, you know, about Spider-Man, <laughs> Iron Man, you know, what his weaknesses are, you know, what he likes. Because, you know, reading the comic books, we just know, you know, following that person's life. But in the beginning, you're writing something from total scratch. And you get to create all that from the jump. But you got to be really descriptive. So I just keep saying you have to be really descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> Hyper descriptive. But I guess in a more technical manner and less so than a prose manner? Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, in prose, you have so many pages to go back to this person. You know, maybe in, in, in chapter one, you never said what color her hair was. In chapter five, you know, her blonde hair was flowing in the rain or something, you know. And so, you know, you kind of catch that. Yeah. But, you know. You're, you're looking at pictures. So um, you have to tell the artist, I mean, you really have to describe scenes, action, what side of the camera is looking at him, you know, all that stuff. And it, it, it will get, it's kind of, it's a pain because, it, you know, it, it, to me, like any writer, it, 
it kills from the flow of creativity when you have to think it through mm. instead of just like writing it and letting letting the words just make the story happen. But you have to stop and you have to think it through. And um, I will throw this in there because I go to a lot of writers' conferences, I speak on panels, and we always have fights about plotters and pantsers. <laughs> yeah. yep. And I am a serious pantser. I, I can't mm-hmm. plot and you have to plot a comic book out. You have to. There's no way you can pants mm. that. So yeah, I had to really make an outline and, you know, but to me, my answer was, well, I'll just sketch it out. That way I'll know exactly what I want. And I could show this to the artist. He'll just follow it exactly how it is, you know, but if you aren't an artist, that's going to be really hard to plot if you're, if you aren't using the, used to plotting a story out. I mean, can you do it in like multiple passes, like pants the first way through and you're basically just writing a bunch of dialogue and then you go back in and add like the panel views and things. Well, sure. You can always go back and because that's the, the beauty of writing. You can go back and edit, fix, you know, change all this cool stuff. You know, the, the, the bottom line is as with, you know, fiction is the story is making sure that the story flows all the way through the arc is there and the, the characters are there and everybody digs this person or doesn't dig this person, you know, nobody likes Voldemort, but you know, everybody wants Harry Potter to, to get there, you know, <laughs> so you, you got to make sure that it's um, just like in fiction, you know, it's, it's a comic book and it's, it's fun. Like I tell people a lot, when I was growing up, I would go to the corner store, pick up a comic book for 25 cents back then. And I was lost in my world for that time. I was just lost in my world, lost in that world. And I didn't want to hear or think about anything else, you know, and that to me, Stan Lee is one of my heroes. He totally captured my imagination and I was stuck on that story until I was finished. And I was like, I got to wait a whole month now for the next one, you know? <laughs> so I realized I'm wearing the right shirt cause I'm in, I'm wearing one of my Captain oh, America cool. shirts today. So cool. I made the right choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was thinking we had, a, Miranda and I did an episode of, it's actually the first episode of the podcast where we talked about, you know, dialogue versus description. And I, I, I don't read graphic novels really, mostly because I, I'm much too much of a word person. I don't have the patience to look at a picture, which I feel like is <laughs> contradictory. Usually people are like, I want to look at a picture and not read all the words. But anyway, so I don't read many of them. So this question is very basic. But how much of what you write, like other, other so of the actual words that come across in a final graphic novel, is it mostly dialogue? Is there like some narration bits? What's the balance um, To there? me, because I'm a big dialogue person. Um, it's mostly dialogue, but yeah, the narrative, the okay. description is, is, is key. So like before a panel, um, I'm describing what's in the panel and then describing, you know, like you would see a, a play script, you know, this person's name says this, and this person, you know, has this reaction and says this, and you have to actually describe the reaction, you know, like, you know, he's angry or he just turned and, you know, raised his eyebrow or something, you know, so the artist knows, okay, raise that eyebrow right there, you know. Right. And so most of that will come across just in the picture. Right, right. In the final image. Right. But your the words that are written. Yeah, all the narrative is the just dialogue. really, it's, it's for him, or unless there's a narrative in the story itself that's being, you know, added to the storyline. But most of the words is all dialogue. So you have to, they have to be really descriptive and just, you know, keep the reader going all the way through. And what is the... I guess, what is the typical production schedule? So like on average, people usually uh, release about a book a year. Obviously, like a, there's a prose novel, right. a, pro, a right. prose novel. Yeah, per year, like on. And again, that's average romance, 
writers do more. And if you're George, <laughs> George R. R. Martin, R. Martin, you mess up the bell curve. <laughs> um, so, uh, and so what is a typical average release for a comic book if you're doing a series? Well, comic book or graphic novel. Right. Or graphic you know, novel I haven't really been in into the comic book scene anymore, but if they're still doing like they used to, it was, it was one a month. But they did it. I mean, it, it was like a production. So it was just almost like a... a yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because like, you know, Stan Lee or whoever the writer was to come up with, you know, with the main script, he would hand it to the next guy who would, you know, get the dialogue ready, get the, the storyboards, give it to the penciler, the penciler, give it to the ink guy, then the ink guy would go to the color guy. And, you know, now all this stuff's done on the computer. Back then it was like you had to go mm-hmm. from one person to the other. Now everything is done in one shot and you can pretty much get it. I mean, you can get a comic book done pretty, pretty quickly if you have all the right stuff, the tools right there in front of you. My, my way, the way I did it, writing a script and then putting it down into panel format and everything and then, you know, doing the, uh, the, the thumbnail thing. After all that was done, all I did was just email it to the guy and just wait. So, you know, every week he'd send me a new page and you know, I just kept going until it was done. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking on the technical side of things again. Did you, you publish it through Amazon? Um, I... I st- Actually, I did. I started it off with um, with Lulu.com, but um, I, okay. I went to Amazon, and that's where it is right now. Yeah, and and I, I every time I go to a comic con and I bring that, uh, that's the example I put up on my table, and I'm talking and stuff, and I always get next to the same questions like, "Is there a Gleam of Three book two? Like, yeah, in my head. <laughs> is that going to be Gleam of Six <laughs> yeah. or in my head? But uh, I haven't gotten there yet because I'm busy writing novels right now. So that maybe kind of answers a little bit Miranda's question. You don't have to have a whole bunch of graphic novels come out in quick succession. No. Well, I don't because I'm more concentrated on the novels, but I don't know. Someone who who concentrates wholly on graphic novels, I have no idea what their schedule is like. Um, how is the querying process? I know you said that you already had art and that, but typically you wouldn't, right, if you were going to a traditional comic book publisher? Yeah, I that guess? actually okay. depends on the publisher. Some of them will take script only some will take script and art and some of them only they want to, the writer and the artist to be the same person so it, it really yeah, it depends okay. on the just like with I'm children's out. just like children's <laughs> picture books you know it's, it's sometimes they just want the script sometimes they want you know you have to be the artist and the writer and other times just send us a script we have an artist you know so so research is important oh yeah yeah you're going to be querying and submitting yeah Graphic novels. And is the format similar? Like, do you still, is it closer to fiction or nonfiction? So is it more like a query letter? Like, here's this idea, here's the plot. Oh, yeah. Um, Or is it more like uh, nonfiction where it's more of a proposal and it's not? It's more of a proposal. No, no, no. I was was, just finishing Oh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, no but worries. I feel like the key the key difference between nonfiction and fiction querying is that in fiction, usually the book is right. already written, and in nonfiction, it usually right. isn't. Yeah. Yeah, with comics, yeah, they're they're more in the fiction area, so they they want it. They want to know that either you've got they all the artwork it. done, I mean, all the script done, um, or you have the entire book ready to be published. Like this one, the one that I told you that I don't remember if it was Image or the other one. There's two comic book companies that, and you know, I I sent them the whole thing. And they were like, yeah, we like this. We want to publish it. We'll send you a contract. I'm like, you know, and that was like months later after I sent it. And I'm like, well, mm. I kind of have a problem with that. You know, I was like, <laughs> I will perpetually kick myself in the butt for that one. <laughs> Hopefully the yeah. next one. It's so hard to wait, it though. Is. It is. Yeah. yeah. 
I was gonna say that's another thing I tell um, a lot of writer friends of mine is the patience thing because I'm I'm really mm-hmm. not that patient when it comes to writing because you finish writing <laughs> story okay you've gone through the first draft you have you, you've gone through editing you have someone else look at it and it's edited you know it's good it's ready to go you're sending it out and you have to wait six seven eight months before someone says oh mm-hmm. we think we like this or not. You know? Send us the next three yeah, chapters. Yeah. yeah. And then it's more waiting. Right. And, yeah. it's just, it gets a little uh, nerve wracking there. Yeah. But if you have the time, then it, right. can, and it can turn out well to yeah, wait. Yeah, true. I'm a little prolific. So I have a lot of manuscripts just waiting. So I tend to get a little impatient. Which, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you have a lot of them, you might yeah. as well mm-hmm. you know, do lots of different things. But so, so say we have listeners who want to write graphic novels, they've practiced writing traditional novels what would your advice be for them to transition? Like what are some skills they need, to, new skills they need to take or old skills they can take over from writing prose? Um, normally the answer used to be go to the library, but now it's like, turn on your computer <laughs> um, or your phone. And there's a, there's a lot of um, a really good tutorials on um, panel writing, on writing, you know, for graphic novels and or plays and stuff. Cause normally I would have, when I first did it, I was looking, I was trying to find something on how do you write a play? You know, after I wrote the cheer script, I'm like, well, that was pretty simple. I could, I can do that as a comic book. So I tried it. And um, so it's really a matter of trying to find, I don't, I have no references here to share with you, but um, I mean, you can no go worries. online like how to write, you know, play script or how to write graphic novel script. And they, they will give you a really good, there's tons of references online for that now, you know, back when I was trying it, there was like <laughs> almost nothing there. Cause it was like, either you're looking to write in a play or, you know, graphic novels. No. So things, things have definitely gotten a lot more accessible as time has gone on. It's less. And I go to comic cons all the time and and it surprises me. Um, I, I usually moderate a table of authors talking to a group of people who are writers or hopeful writers wanting to write a graphic novel. And the first time I did it, I thought I submitted and thought, Hey, what if I try this? And then when they said, Hey, that's a great idea. You should come. And I thought to myself, who's going to go to a comic con to sit in a room to listen to writers talk about writing because you go into a comic con <laughs> to see the artists, to see the art, to watch all the cosplay, buy all the cool comic stuff. Who's going to sit in a room. And I was amazed at the volume of people that sat in that room and every year it grows. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's, it just amazes me. So what, um, I think we're, we're running out of time, but maybe as a, okay. as a last question, like what, what skill did you take like, from from your prose writing that has served you really well in your in your oh, graphic novel that's a good question writing. um like i said i'm really more uh dialogue and character those are my fortes and i love um i could write a novel just on dialogue if i had to um because i like you know the interaction between you know the people or people a group of people or just a couple talking or something like that and so you you bring i say you bring your strongest suit even if your strongest suit is just writing narrative you know, you can narrate a really good graphic novel. You just have to throw a lot of dialogue in there. But, you know, if you're narrating them into a corner, like we're walking over to this cave and there's noise inside, you, you aren't just going to talk about that. It's like you got to start, you know, you two start talking back and forth. Well, what do you think is in there? I don't know. It's pretty dark. It smells, too. You know, so then the next thing you know, it's like, you know, some caveman comes walking out or something, you know. But, um, hey, that's a good story. Anyway. Um, <laughs> next one. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's depends on what your, whatever your forte is, you can, you can convert that into graphic novels easily. I don't, I don't see one that you can't use. You just have to really learn how to plot it out, which I hate using that word, but anyway. 
<laughs> Don't scare yeah. them away. All of our pants are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Rod. Well, thank you guys for having me. This is I love talking about anything about writing, so this is fun. It's, I, I've learned a lot. Maybe I'll try writing a graphic novel, <laughs> especially if it's dialogue heavy. Yeah, I yeah. know. I love dialogue. <laughs> there you go. That's what See I was thinking. You and your sister, the artist, yeah, could there you team go. up. There you oh, go. look at that. They have and... a team already. See. <laughs> Yeah. She's it's built in. So uh well thank you again for joining us. And the question we have for our listeners today is what is your favorite graphic novel? One that was like most influential, one that, you know, one that caught your interest, or just one that you've been following for years and years and years. Let us know on our socials in the description. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Stay sharp, my friends. That's all the time we have for today, folks. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Writing Forge, an NCW podcast brought to you by Nagano Press. To learn more about The Writing Forge and our parent company, Northern Colorado Writers, be sure to check out our website at northerncoloradowriters.com. Check out our social links in the description. You can subscribe to The Writing Forge wherever podcasts are aired. If you like this episode, you'd really help us out by rating and reviewing. If you're looking for more informational writing content, be sure to become an NCW member. Stay sharp, my friends.